Welcome to the Veteran Experience with author, veteran, and judge Mark Johnson. On this show, we help veterans heal and be heard. We share stories of struggle, of heroism, of the endless battle to preserve American liberty. We explore the toll that service can take on our bravest and our best. Now, I have a schedule for shows, a uh, certain order. I slipped in a show here. Uh, I'm asking Grant Gauchy if he could come back uh, because some big things happened in the issue of burn pits since the last time we talked about two months ago and that's uh, the Senate uh, and uh, President Biden will sign it he already said he has has passed the PACT Act now this is a uh, an amazing expansion probably as uh, Grant will say, one of the biggest expansions, if not the biggest expansion of services to our veterans in United States history. Uh, So this is hugely important. Now, first off, let me just start by talking about this. Uh, There's a local hero from Riverside who's responsible. The author of the bill is uh, Congressman Mark Takano. And uh, this bill will protect far more veterans from illnesses related to exposure to toxic chemicals. The biggest thing this bill does, for those of us who deal with the VA on a fairly regular basis, I'm one of them, it creates presumptions for certain conditions. Now, let me just say this. I I, I was trying to explain this to Grant. I don't think I did a very good job doing it. So I'm going to take one more shot when I'm just talking to you. The problem with things like having prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, is you can't prove where you got them from. And the bill uses language talking about how sometimes the evidence that you got prostate cancer is strong in the aggregate, and uh, but weak individually. And what that means is, okay, well, we, have a, uh, we have a veteran that's suffering from, uh, say, prostate cancer. He's never going to be able to prove he got that, that uh, he could basically what set the stage for him getting that was due to his exposure to a burn pit in Iraq. And But what people were seeing is, and this is the aggregate, they were saying that there were hundreds of thousands of veterans are suddenly coming down with all these conditions, and you, you never can prove specifically where you got it. But... What this does here is it creates a presumption for our veterans that it was contracted in service from that burn pit. That's really important. That's critical for us, uh, for us veterans. It's critical for if you're a family member of a veteran. These things are absolutely critical because it puts the burden of proof on the Veterans Administration. They've got to show you didn't get it from that. Good luck. Uh, So suddenly it's almost like the uh, tables have been turned and you know, the poor veteran that's trying to prove he contracted something from exposure to a chemical overseas was facing an impossible burden. Fine, we'll let the VA do that. And bottom line is they're, they're proving these things. So uh, God bless uh, Congressman Takano. Uh, one more thing I'm going to call Grant in a moment, but I'd ask if we could just, if you would in your prayers, just take a moment to... Uh, remember the uh, 30 dead service members, servicemen, and the uh, dead 
military service dog that died in the crash of Extortion 17 in eastern Afghanistan on August 6th, 2011. It was 11 years ago. They were shot down by an RPG. Uh, God bless these, uh, these men. And, uh, and God bless that dog who was there working on our behalf. And I would just ask you in your prayers today to please take a moment to remember them. Uh, I know I will. With that, uh, tell you what, let's go on to Grant. Let's see if we can start talking about something that can probably help our veterans. I'm a little clumsy with the phone. Sorry. I do my best. Uh, but uh, I'll, I've managed to figure out how to use this mixer I've got. But uh, okay, let's go. Okay, we are on the air. I'm calling Grant Gauchi right now. I'm hitting Grant cold. We didn't have a pre-call. Grant, is that you? Hello. Hi. Grant. Hey, I'm sorry. Usually I call up beforehand. Uh, I don't know. I'd want to call beforehand to kind of give you a little rundown of the questions. But how are you doing today? But I, actually, I yeah, ran out of time. Doing good. Just to, I'm just trying to get caught up from being on vacation for a few weeks. <laughs> you know, we went on that we went spent some time in San Diego, and then we went on a cruise. But yeah, oh, I'm doing said, good. How you doing? Good. Uh, Grant and I are Facebook friends, and I couldn't. Uh, I, that's right. I was watching you. Oh God, I love cruising. That to me is like the most fun on earth. That, uh, and uh, I was looking at you and that wonderful family of yours, all dressed up for formal night. You did the yeah. Mexico cruise. Yeah, that was great. First cruise, so it was fun. Yeah. Now they get addicting. Hey, Grant, I appreciate you talking to me. I just wanted to touch base with you because we talked about two months ago, and we were talking about burn pits. And since then, the PACT Act got passed, and I know the author of that was uh, Congressman Mark Ticano, who's from our own Riverside area, but I'm just wondering if you could tell me what type of major changes that did this make that will help our veterans? Yeah, well, one, this is this is possibly, quite possibly the largest uh, VA healthcare and veterans benefits expansion uh, in the history of history of the VA, uh, and it. it it greatly expands and extends eligibility for VA health care for the veterans uh, with toxic exposures, uh, veterans of the Vietnam uh, Gulf War and post-11 era. And it, what that does, by making presumptive conditions, it simplifies the process for, for veterans to get benefits if they are diagnosed with any of the uh, presumptive disabilities that are included in this law. And there's like 23 different uh, uh Cancers and respiratory conditions that they they connected to being exposed to burn pits, and the uh, another big feature is that they added a condition for Agent Orange. Uh, a couple of conditions, but probably the most common one will be uh, high, hypertension, uh, high blood pressure. You know, I, uh, you just educated me because I thought this was focused on our Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, because there's been a lot of focus on burn pits 
uh, that were being used overseas. In fact, I saw them myself in Iraq. But it sounds like it goes a lot further than that. Yeah, they, they also extended uh, some exposure locations for Agent Orange and radiation uh, exposed veterans. So it goes a little bit further than that. And um, but you know, it writes the rights are wrong for for having to prove disabilities related to exposures to toxins from burn pits. And so that's a huge win for our veterans so that they can get compensated to get the health care for any conditions that are related to those exposures. Well, let me give me an example of just, I'm trying to think of a condition that oh. some type, uh, give me an example of one that some guy would have, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's numerous uh, yeah. of those conditions. There's there's uh, cancers, brain cancer, gastrointestinal cancer, uh, glioblastoma, head cancers of any type, uh, kidney cancer, lymphatic cancer of any type, lymphoma of any type, melanoma, neck cancer, pancreatic cancer, reproductive cancer of any type, respiratory breathing-related cancers of any type. Uh, that's very broad spectrum uh, for these rare cancers, but uh, if they uh, developed any of those conditions and served uh, during the Gulf over in the Gulf War locations that are recognized, uh, it'd be an automatic claim. They just have to show that they're diagnosed and they presume it's due to their service well, uh, that, being where they were stationed. Uh, that is, uh, okay, something like pancreatic cancer. Let's say we have a veteran who he develops pancreatic cancer 10 years after. Well, I'll, this is just a pure hypothetical. He serves in Iraq for, say, a year does two tours over there, each one year, and uh, around 2005, 2007, and then, say, 2020, he develops pancreatic cancer. Is it fair to say that this veteran, the condition would be presumed to have come from exposure to something in Iraq, or is oh, there more than absolutely. that? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. That, oh, that, that was, that, that's exactly what it is. It means they, he would not have to prove uh, that it was due to his service. They presumed that since he was exposed, he served in Iraq during that time, and he came down with it later, uh, that he now would be uh, eligible to be compensated for uh, that. That would be a service-related condition based on presumption. And uh, you know, pancreatic cancer is pretty serious. If, yeah. uh, if, if the, the veteran died from, from that, uh, now surviving spouses... Uh, can file for uh, survivor's benefits if they're if the veteran their their spouse had uh, been diagnosed or passed from any of these service-related presumptive disabilities. So I imagine there's going to be several surviving spouses who who may qualify under that, and they'd want to uh, file for that as well. Now I'm hearing. Other... Kind of a... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm hearing other conditions like uh, even like sleep apnea and GERD and things like that. Are those things that are covered or something that's worthwhile to make a claim for? The uh, the illnesses, other illnesses that are presumed is asthma, uh, chronic bronchitis, chronic COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, 
chronic rhinitis, chronic sinusitis, uh, congestive bronchiolitis or obliterative bronchiolitis, emphysema, uh, pleuritis, pulmonary, pulmonary fibrosis. So those respiratory conditions, those are the presumptives. Now, if they have a presumptive disability, then there's secondary things that could possibly be associated with that, such as sleep apnea and things like that. Sleep apnea is not one of the conditions that's on the presumptive list, but if you have one of those respiratory conditions that are presumptive, then there could be secondary things along with that that uh, they could possibly file for. Okay. And uh, I, I, well, I think we've touched this, but a, a presumption is great because I, I just remember, like, for instance, this is a humble example, on my left knee, I, uh, I had two, two surgeries on it for a torn meniscus, then had severe osteoarthritis, finally got it replaced. Now, I couldn't point to any specific injury in the military, but eventually I, through hiring a doctor by myself, was able to show it was service-connected and also largely through the help of your office. I know you found the first doctor. Now I think about it for me and helped me with all my claims. But, uh, I mean, it's frustrating. I remember I wrote a letter to accompany my claim, and I was saying, look, I was a lawyer in the civilian world. I'm a judge. I'm not exactly out there carrying rucksacks over, you know, cement or up and down hills and that. And how did my knee get this bad? And I don't, it's tough, I know. But when you're sitting there trying to prove something, it's kind of like you know it's the truth, but you just can't prove it. I'm glad, real happy to see these presumptions. Yeah, when you're, when you're filing for direct service connection, you have to, if you're relating to an injury or, or something that occurred in service, it has to be documented or have some, some proof that it actually happened in service. Uh, and you can give lay opinion, you know, statements, uh, uh, get medical opinions from doctors, but it's, it's more of a challenge where presumption is, oh. is direct yeah, and, I love and much simpler and a lot faster process. Now, I just so. went up on Facebook and I uh, was singing the praises of, uh, Congressman Mark Takano, who's the chairman of the, uh, uh, House Department of Veterans Affairs and also a local boy. He's from Riverside, but he dra- I was reading he was the author of this bill. Did you yes, know that? Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I would have to verify. I know Congressman uh, Ruiz was also involved yeah. uh, uh, being a doctor, uh, and he's been working on that too. But uh, I know uh, that Congressman DeCano, chairman of the House of Veterans Affairs Committee, uh, was it was a champion for this bill as well, and uh, he, I'm pretty sure he did author it, but I'd have to double-check. Uh, well, I, I looked. <laughs> I looked at oh, I said, Yeah, okay. yeah, I looked. I saw his name. In fact, I just went up on Facebook singing his praises because I he's a real champion for our our veterans. Uh, yes, he is. So Grant, okay, yeah, and, and you and you summarized it very well in that post that you posted on on Facebook uh, uh, on the uh, all the highlights and important things that the the 
the PACT Act provides. That was very well written. Well, you can thank somebody at the White House. I stole it from somebody on Biden's staff. I did. I did. I got to admit, I took out a few words I thought were a little bit wordy, but uh, no, that was, yeah, I tried to, yeah, you know, I want to give something. You know, I, I don't know, you're probably, you're not you're probably, I know you're like me. You just want to help vets, and that's a, that's what you've devoted your life to, I think. Yeah, that's what that's what we're here for, to honor and serve our veterans and try to get them the maximum benefits they're entitled to and try to simplify the process as much as we can. Okay, so for them, for a veteran who now, uh, you know, something like prostate cancer, I'm 63 now, and uh, I was down at the VA for a physical, and I'm getting a blood test, test for prostate cancer. And I said I already had a test for prostate cancer like three years ago. Well, now we're going to have another one. Okay. But, no, I, I think this is important. It's so important for our vets. So a vet who needs some help, they can call your office and... Uh... Absolutely. Uh, if, you know, if any any of the veterans that are qualifying under the PACT Act, uh, we're here to help them prepare and submit their claims, develop it, uh, advocate on their behalf to get those claims approved. It's pretty straightforward. We just need medical evidence of a diagnosis, and if their service records show that they served after, uh, on or after September 11th of 2001 in any of the locations that's listed, which include Afghanistan, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, uh, Uzbekistan, uh, Yemen, or the air, any airspace above those locations, oh. then the presumption is they were exposed, and if they have any of the disabilities, uh, they'll automatically grant. Uh, or if they served on or after August 2nd of 1990 at any of the following locations, Bahrain, Iraq, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, United Arab Emirates, or any airspace above those locations, then uh, that's all documented in their service records. So all we need to provide is a diagnosis of the, any of the claim conditions or approved condition, and the VA will grant automatically. But but we're here to help with that process. So if they call our office, schedule an appointment, our representatives can guide them through that process. If they're not enrolled in VA healthcare yet, we want to get them enrolled right away. Um, The other big piece of that is they've expanded the enrollment period from five to ten years for post-9-11 veterans. And if they don't fall into that that range, the VA is granting an extra year now for them to get enrolled. So one of the most important things we want to do is is get them enrolled. And if they need help with completing the enrollment uh, forms or enrolling in uh, VA healthcare, we can assist with that too. You know what? You triggered one last question that I should have asked earlier. Um, Is there still a problem? Let's say a a veteran develops prostate cancer and after the PACT Mm -hmm. Act has been approved, and this veteran says, I was stationed in Baghdad or Balad or somewhere in Iraq. Now, I, I thought I heard somewhere that the VA was wanting to like somehow look into whether this person was really, this veteran was really near a burn pit. Like maybe in where he was in Baghdad, there weren't any burn pits. Is that still the case, or just if you're stationed in the country and during a particular time, it's presumed the prostate cancer uh, is related? 
there's just saying if you serve in any of these locations oh. on time period, uh, we determined that you're you were exposed. So if you were in Afghanistan, if you were in oh, uh, you know that's great. So yeah. They have the specific locations and times, and if you meet that criteria, uh, whether it doesn't matter where you were at uh, in Iraq or where you were at in Afghanistan, they're presuming that uh, you were exposed. Okay, well, Grant... This is huge. No, no, it it is huge, because you imagine trying to prove you're exposed. It's impossible. It's just about impossible. You'd have to get a guy who's... Maybe the guy who was working on a, you know... a a big tractor burying all the the trash at a burn pit eight hours a day or something, he might be able to prove it. But most people couldn't. It was setting up an impossible burden for our veterans, I think. Yeah. And another important thing is, and these, the, the, they added more locations for veterans that served during Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, pres- presuming that they were exposed. And this is a really big thing, too, because over the years we've been fighting the VA uh, and being denied for veterans that served in, in Thailand, the Royal Bases of Thailand. You had to prove that you was at the air base that you served around the perimeter of the base where they actually sprayed the, the uh, Agent Orange. Oh, my if God. You, but if you were not around the perimeter, they didn't presume you were exposed. So now they've added, if you served at any U.S. or Royal Thai military base, in Thailand, from January 62 to June of 76, they presume exposure to Asian Orient. You served in Laos, because there's a lot of operations in Laos that were uh, you know, uh, confidential. And so if you can prove you served in Laos from 65 to 69, uh, they presume exposure. Cambodia, at Mimont or Krek, uh, or, or the Kampong Cham province, from yeah. 69 to 69. So Guam, if you served in Guam. So uh, adding all of these locations uh, to the presumption list, along with, you know, the prior had just passed uh, that if you served yeah. in the Blue Water Navy at 12 nautical miles off the coast. So adding these additional is going to open it up for a lot more veterans to file for Agent Orange-related presumptions, too. So this really is a really comprehensive bill that adds a lot of presumptions for different types of exposure. So... Well, Grant, I think I got to figure out what type of whiskey Takano and Congressman Reese drink so I can send them each a bottle of it. This is really good work on behalf for our local veterans and oh, all, all veterans. It, it really is. This is, <laughs> this is a, a big, big win uh, and, and is righting a wrong uh, for the veterans who are come down, came down with illnesses due to those toxic exposures. So this is a uh, uh, a huge, a really important bill. Well, I know they've been fighting for it yeah. many years. I think 13 years or so they've been fighting to get these conditions uh, uh, cool. included. So it's so a big cool. win. Well, Grant, I want to thank you. God bless. I think you're doing God's work. And uh, hey, thanks for talking to us. I just realized I thought with the passage of the act a few days ago that there ought to be a little follow up to the things you said before. So thank well, you. Well, so thank you. Hey, thank you, thank brother. Thank you, Judge for all that you do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, take care, brother. Okay, you too. Thanks. Take thank care. Well, thank you very much for listening in to the Veteran Experience. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, listen, subscribe, leave some questions. Uh, 
criticisms. I have a thick skin. Uh, I'm trying to do this better. I'm trying to do something to help veterans. And as I've said, this is something I fund. I don't make any money on this. I don't plan on making any money on this. Uh, my compensation, and it is huge, is uh, the satisfaction I get from seeing our veterans get their fair share and our veterans do better. Our veterans uh, lead their best lives. So God bless all of you and uh, you all have a great day.